my classic comedy method of screaming slightly away from the microphone. I mean, beats some people who scream right into the microphone, which is, as you know, my like least favorite thing in the world about comedy. That was my like years two and three in comedy. <laughs> was figuring out how to scream <laughs> around the microphone. Around the microphone. Some people are so, it is definitely sort of like a first year disease. Yeah. Well, good morning and welcome to good City morning. Council. For I'm me, Paula, good night for you. I'm Paula Viganalan. I'm Ellery Smith. Yeah, this is the last week I will be in India while you're in LA. We're gonna be I'm happy you're coming home. Yeah. yeah. Are you sad to be leaving India? I'm like, I think I was in a bad mood today and I think part of it, is that because it's kind of heartbreaking, honestly, because every time I leave my family, like you don't really know when you're going to see them again. And I know that's true for people in the States, but like, it's different. It's cl still closer no matter what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's really hard for people here to get visas. So it's like completely dependent on like when I can go back and like, you know, people pass away and kids grow and stuff. So I think I'm going to cry at the airport, which is a wonderful way to spread things. <laughs> Right now. Yeah. No, you'll be fine. It'll be yeah. good. It'll be good. But I am excited to come back and check my mail, which I did not deal with before I left. Why didn't you ask me to go check your mail? Because <laughs> I didn't leave my mail key with anyone because I thought I'd be gone for two weeks. <laughs> so it's probably well, completely overstocked, especially with all the city council people like ramping up their campaign. You, ha you have a lot of flyers. I can guarantee you that you have a lot of flyers. My postman must be pissed with me. He probably thinks that you're dead inside your apartment. And then they didn't check on me. That's rude. I'm still paying rent, though. So that's probably why. I just read this story in from England about a woman who had been dead inside her apartment for two years and the landlord kept collecting rent. And knew that she was dead? Just didn't check on her at all because she stopped paying rent. And then so he garnished her wages and then didn't do anything else. Like a building manager or something? Yeah, like whoever owned the building. Oh, my God. I think he's in trouble now. Good. I like I like how they do stuff like that. And then they're like, don't call us lords. <laughs> oh, God. The landlord discourse is just too much. All right. What about you? What's going on with you? Your little your Stevie's being a miscreant again. Oh, my God. Stevie bit an electrical wire and electrocuted himself like cartoon style. The cat. Did you did you watch it happen? He was underneath the bed and I was on top of the bed. So I heard him scream really loudly. And then I was like, well, I wonder what that was about. And so I went under the bed and did some digging. And I found this electrical wire that had like a perfect size tooth hole all the way through. And I was like, OK, great. So we went to the emergency vet and it cost us like literally a thousand dollars. But now he's totally fine. So I'm happy that we went. But he's a real tank. Yeah, I'm really glad that he's OK, because I've seen I've seen that happen and the animal is not okay after. So I'm like, when you told me that, I was like, oh my God. It made me really worried. And then he was like very spacey for a few days. And I was like, oh my God, what if he's dumb now? Like, what if he's just like, we love him both. Not the same. Sure. But what I love about him is that he's like very smart and like yeah. funny, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, oh no, what if his personality changes? He got like a lobotomy. That's what they did to problematic cats in the thirties. Any cat that acted up, they would just be like, yeah. A lot, a little Electric automized. shocks. Yeah. Electroshock therapy. I think they still do that some places. If you're they lucky. do, but I think it's like fully regulated and also like much better studied. I think. Yeah, I, hope. I would hope so. I would hope so. I've, I've definitely had friends who've done it for depression voluntarily. Oh, really? Did they they've think had, it worked? I don't know. I don't know. I think they've tried like a bunch of different things, but I think they... Yeah, I think they, I don't know if they thought that one worked. I haven't, oh man, I'm a bad friend. I didn't follow up about that. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but they they were like, yeah, I try everything. I've tried this. I've tried that. If they're I still think- here, I guess it worked enough. Oh yeah, they're still here, so that's good. I keep wanting to do those ketamine studies, but I haven't gotten accepted into any. I feel like you want to do ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do like they do like ketamine IV drips, like oh, really? very small amounts. Yeah, I bet they do that at like Burning Man just for fun. Definitely, definitely they do. And but they enough- probably do bigger. And there are enough like scientists and techies there that they would definitely collect the data. <laughs> Ew, Burning Man is so. They I've been. I've been to Burning Man. Yeah, I told you about it. Remember Burning Man? No, I don't think you have told me that. I've been I I went to like I had a whole like festival thing. I went to Coachella. I went to Outside Lands. I went to Burning Man. What? I built my own air conditioning out of a bucket and we built. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I went with my friend that my other, you know, my other best friend. We went together and he and I built a metal dome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So A, how old were you? And B, how did you like, 24? did you pay to go to, you were 24. Did you pay to go to Burning Man? Aren't there oh, only yeah. like 300 invitations or something? Oh my God, Ellery, it's the fourth largest city in Nevada when it comes together. It's like hundreds of thousands of people. It's a, Oh, and, I thought it was like small. No, and it's gotten bigger and more commercialized and more expensive. It's bad for other reasons. <laughs> it's like, it's bad because it's like, it cost me a lot of money to go and it was fun and, it, you know, trips cost money to go. So I was like, okay, but it, it, they also like try really hard not to like leave any trash behind, but they also burn a fucking man in the desert. And that's why I haven't gone again. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that's keeping you from going. It was definitely like a cool experience, but it was definitely like, it got more and more like elitist, I think as time went on. Also, I think the guys in charge of it, no, that's Coachella. The guys in charge of it are questionable, but it just became like, less interesting to me because it's like less accessible for people and it it, it felt like San Francisco like literally San Francisco just empties out during Burning Man because all the techies go ew yeah no I went that sounds like my nightmare (laughs) I went with like you know I have that group of friends and I have a friend who like loves things like that and he's I think he's gone a few times but I think he was really excited more about like the art and stuff like that. It's really cool to have like, just like really interesting interactive art experiences with strangers. And then you just like wander off into the desert and never see them again. So there were certain things that were really cool, but I also am like, oh yeah, I'm not that person anymore. And those aren't the experiences I seek. But I had love that you did that though. No, I love that you did that. And I'm sort of living vicariously through that because I've never been to Coachella and every year I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I could go. And then I'm like, I would hate it. I would hate it. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't want to be uncomfortable at all. You like skipped my 20s and went right to my 30s. Like that's your personality. Yeah. I've had very little fun. I went nuts like in college and right after because I had done so many extracurriculars and like focused so hard in like high school. And then I just went crazy right after and I had a wild 20s. And now that's why you're so much younger than me and we're just like in sync. Like, I know, but I'm always like, when, when am I going to have, should I wild out at some point? Cause I you never did. You would hate it though. I would hate like it. That. No, I don't like that. And every time I, when, when I was like in my younger twenties, every time I would go out and I'd be like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm just going to go out and have fun. I would just be miserable all night. So it's like, anytime, I just, anytime you have to say, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's exactly. not what you're supposed to be doing. No, that's true. I just, I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway, should we get into the, the news? The maybe yeah. news. Let's talk about another way rich people are destroying the environment. Yeah, literally. I mean, I bet you she's taking it to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. 
Taylor Swift's private jet has been the talk of the town this week. Rolling Stone dropped a list of celebrities with the worst CO2 emissions, and Taylor was right at the top. She had 170 flights this year. I would bet anything that this story was put out by Kris Jenner because so funny. Kylie got in trouble this year. Kylie was sort of getting raked over the coals for taking a three-minute flight on her private jet. I actually would... I literally bet so much. It's like their PR team or whatever who put this story out. What story came out right after Travis Scott had the Astro World fiasco? There was like some story that immediately distracted from him and Pete started dating. That's right. Wow, that family is like hella coordinated. Yeah, I mean they have they have like one of the best PR teams in the world. Yeah, and I wish that I could get on there. But so you have to dye your hair a different color. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I know. So true. So Swift's team quickly issued a statement to Rolling Stone clarifying that Swift isn't even on most of the flights, which I'm not sure that that helps at all. Did, didn't they say that she like gives, she lets people borrow her, her she loans plane. She loans it out. Yeah. Which is, is like to like children who not, need surgeries in other countries or is it like They didn't clarify. No, they didn't clarify. I feel like if, the, if it was true, they would have clarified I know, exactly. Other people on the list were Floyd Mayweather, Alex Rodriguez, and Jay-Z, who, this is really interesting. Jay-Z gets credited with all of the flights taken by the Puma private jet because the brand bought the plane at his suggestion. He convinced Puma to buy a private jet. So now anytime anybody uses the Puma private jet, it goes on Jay-Z's like environmental footprint. Wait, so because he suggested it, they're like, here's your carbon emissions yeah. by proxy? Yeah. So then why does, so then Taylor's, then it, Taylor Swift's carbon emissions are all like, it doesn't work both ways, right? Well, they're still counting it for Taylor Swift too. I think they should count Taylor Swift's for Kanye's. <laughs> just as, oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just trying to start beef between them again. Kanye has his own private jet for sure. And Kim, all of do you them think have, they all, they each have one? I Why not like just have one family one? Literally, the the whole point of the reason Kylie got backlash was because oh, she, posted she posted a picture, picture of her and Travis Scott with their own private jets. Like all, why not? Why not just take a family one? Like nobody, it's all about convenience and like blatantly showing that they have that much money and and are able to like spend it. Literally, I was talking to this guy who said who used to work on the Kardashians, and he said that one time. They chartered a private jet for Kylie and she didn't like it. And so they had to like cancel that one and get a new one. And it cost like 30,000 extra dollars because she just like didn't like the plane, the plane that she was on. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Is uh, the guy who worked at the Kardashians, was that Scott Disick or was that somebody yeah, else? Yeah, it was Scott Disick. Yeah, I'm dating Scott Disick just so everybody knows. <laughs> Ooh, you heard it here. Ellery had some bad thing happen, and so this is her PR move. She's dating Scott Disick. Oh, my God. That is not a good PR move, I don't think. No, but it's very distracting. It's very distracting. That's so true. That's so true. Also, I think I might be a little too old for him now. Yeah, he's like 38, and you're in your 20s, probably. Yeah. Biden tested positive for COVID again. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Why not? It's fun. It's a um, fun thing to say. It we're is a ta- fun thing to say. We're taking, we're it, taking back it back <laughs> for, the, for the left who also hates Biden. <laughs> God, so real, so real. So many people think that because he was on a course of Paxlovid, this is actually really common where Paxlovid cuts your infection time down, but then you end up testing positive again a little bit later. 
a more fun theory that I have is that he actually got a facelift the first time and just told everybody that he got COVID and now he actually has COVID. I love that theory. I saw on Twitter that people are like, be honest about your BBL. And I'm all for that theory because... You never see him from behind. You never see him from behind. And there were all those images of Trump on the tennis court. And I think Biden's just trying Fat, to catch dumpy up. Ass. <laughs> I think Biden's just trying to catch up. So it's for real. I bet he got a skinny BBL. Ooh, is that a thing? Yeah, it's like a little a smaller one for skinny people. Oh wow. Um, it concerns me that you looked that up. And also I saw that the Kardashians, speaking of them again, they all got them reversed. They got them reversed. So that means that body image things are gonna change. They're like pushing body image trends and positivity yeah. in certain directions. I'm worried. I saw a series of very interesting TikToks about their use of like black culture and how they are now dropping a lot of it and moving on. The Miley Cyrus strategy. The Miley Cyrus strategy, for sure. I mean, a pretty pot and Justin Timberlake did it too. And all of these TikToks went into that and it was very interesting. But as somebody with no ass, I think I'm okay with culture moving that direction. Except like, here's the thing is they don't have flat. It's not like flat ass representation. No, it's just non-BBL representation. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to go on a tangent about how Pharrell really contributed to a lot of Miley Cyrus's black culture appropriation, apparently, or at least that album is like he helped her like reshape her image, apparently. Mm -hmm. And he has been in some heat recently because Beyonce's latest album, which I haven't listened to yet because I want to thoroughly listen to it on the flight, apparently takes a sample from Khalees and Pharrell. Kellis. Kellis? Isn't it said, isn't it Kellis? My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Isn't it Kellis? I thought it was Kellis. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But yeah. Like okay. But so, so Pharrell, not got, ask her? Pharrell got writing credit on, and like all this stuff on her album because they had like similar representation or something like that, even though he never contributed anything according to her. Um, I'm just going to say Kellis because that's how I know how, how her name is said. But like, so Khalees put out this video saying that like when Beyonce sampled it, they didn't like reach out and Pharrell got like, you know, got her to use it or something. I don't know what the, what the issue was there, but it's just another thing. I think Pharrell's image is fading. Everybody was like, this dude looks so young. And then somebody was like, he's got fillers. And I'm like, oh my God, he's getting some, you know, hits taken at him, shots fired. <laughs> Yeah, that was fucked. And then also I saw a thing where she was like, she said basically that her and Beyonce were like, it would have been one thing if they didn't actually know each other, but because they're already in communication and know one another, it's like, why not reach out? It's also you're like, you're fucking Beyonce. You could reach anyone on the planet. Exactly. You have access to everybody. So true. Well, we have some good news this week, more or less. Speaking of the planet. (laughs) Speaking of the planet, the climate bill finally passed, shocking everybody. After months of negotiation between Schumer and Manchin, specifically, Manchin finally agreed to a version of the bill. This and I ends- do want to if- say that on the podcast previously, we'd given Schumer a lot of shit for thinking that he could negotiate with Manchin and get anywhere. And we want to say uh, we're not taking that back because this is a surprise exception. No, we're not. We're not taking it back. In we're fact, I think this. Back. I think this really underlines that point because it's like, why did they've been literally arguing about this for eight months, and we've. We had to take make some major concessions within the bill. And it's like, why is one person, one person allowed to hold the whole country hostage? Because he has like investment in coal. But anyway, this ended a 34-year streak without any major climate action in the country. And overall, it is good, but there are some fucking crazy provisions in it. Like for the next decade, 
No offshore wind lease can be sold unless an offshore oil and gas lease of a certain size has also been sold during the previous year. It's wild. It's like uh, the pendulum That's, swinging between Republican and Democrat year to year, you well, know, or every it's, term. It's that. And then it's also, it's like, so this bill does a lot of good things for the climate, but it also doesn't move away from gas and coal, which is like the one thing that we really need to be doing. Yeah. It's definitely like, oh, hey, here's, you know how we have to, we have climate change, just like, <laughs> like just choking this earth. Here's a compromise on it. We can't compromise anymore. We don't have options to compromise. It's already here. Like, why are we, the fact that we have to negotiate it all within like the human race is ridiculous. It's all insane. It's all insane. Some other good, interesting news, although this one is less confirmed. Brittany Greiner, they're doing a prisoner swap. The Biden administration. The Biden administration has officially offered to trade Victor Bout, who is the merchant of death that we talked about a few weeks ago, for two Americans in custody. Those Americans are Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan is an American citizen accused of being a spy. So obviously for now, this is just a rumor. We know that the president has offered it, but we don't know if it's in stone. The Kremlin spokesperson Thursday said that so far there is no agreement on this issue. So We don't know if it'll work, but I think it will. And then also it's an interesting comment about sort of the lopsided nature of prisoner swaps, right? Like this arms dealer. I mean, I don't really know about the Paul Whelan guy, but he did a lot more things wrong than Brittany Griner did. Brittany Griner is literally just a political prisoner. So it's really interesting that we're releasing like a very dangerous man for two people who were just visiting Russia. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. This story, because I am like really good at new stuff. I saw that and was immediately distracted by the word Kremlin. And I was like, I never understood why they use that word. (laughs) So I looked it up and it just means like a fortified central complex. And that's all I wanted to contribute to this conversation. (laughs) I thought the, the Kremlin replaced the KGB, right? But it's the same. It's just a new name. The literal term is like a fortress or a citadel. And so I think that's like the kind of colloquial way of calling or not colloquial, but that's just like the way of referring to the power within the city. Oh, int- oh, okay. 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 I see. So it's not like an official, like, it's not like it says the there, there are many, I think it, I think it, yeah, I don't think it's an official term, but it, or like government program, I don't think the, it's the a, FBI or CIA might be I don't here. Think, I don't think it's a specific wing. I just think it means like the Russian government because it just means like citadel or fortress. Got it. It just means like the powers that be. Yeah. And I always confuse it with gremlin, which is a different type of power at the B. <laughs> you are from San Francisco. Yeah. Well, after the fall of the Soviet Union, they had to like break up the KGB, but not break it up. So I guess they just changed the name. But there were elements of the KGB. There are for sure. There, there for sure are oh. because remember they poisoned the, a bunch of people in a few previous few years, like one yeah. guy in London on a park bench. So just a uh, cursory search shows me that the KGB's main successors, taken from Wikipedia, are the FSB, the Federal Security Service of the Russian Federation, and the SVR, the Foreign Intelligence Service. So those are what inherited the KGB. Russia is crazy, man. Yeah. Godspeed to them. They also yeah. have so much land. They have so much land. And it's like, why do you need more? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's also like way to fuel more uh, villains in Bond movies because like all of the weird spy shit that they do and like targeting people as they move from country to country or like poisoning people or like detaining these prisoners are just- It's bad PR. It's terrible PR, but I don't think they care about that. You have to be a sociopath to not give a shit. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. This actually, our next story goes back to climate issues. There was intense rain in Kentucky this last week, lots of flooding. Flash floods destroyed 
some major parts of Eastern Kentucky. The current death toll is 28, but they're still searching and rescuing. So it might be higher. That toll also includes some children. The number one need right now in Kentucky is clean water. The election is in 100 days. And you should vote for Charles Booker because Rand Paul is not exactly active. But it's also the thing where it's like whoever is next in office, it's not going to change or slow. They're just going to be able to better deal with it. But yes, some very scary pictures coming out of there. Yeah, that's just so sad. I think like one of the this is like a combination of different weaknesses within our government, both like locally and nationally, is that we don't have like proper infrastructure for these types of events. And then these events are continuing because of climate change. We're not even compensating for what we're creating because we're so in denial about it. And that's just, it's just sad that these are going to affect the like most vulnerable people. I mean, like, I don't know, being in India and it being so hot here and like LA's fire season. Is that starting up when I come back? I don't know. We're, it's just crazy. It's already we, started. It's crazy that we have a fire season. Like this, none of well, these what's things crazy is that the fire season lasts all year now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Also what, what I think about a lot is like overall in the long run, it would be cheaper to fortify our cities and towns to have the infrastructure to deal with climate change instead of waiting for a disaster to happen and then having to spend to rebuild. Like FEMA anticipates that hundreds of millions of dollars worth of damage is almost like a billion dollars of damage has been done here. And that's gonna be like federal government aid that's needed because Kentucky's not gonna be able to pay for it. And so it's like, how long do we keep paying to sort of rebuild when we should be just building new infrastructure? I completely agree. And I also think that it's pretty interesting because my dad's a civil engineer. And a few years ago, I went to one of their conferences and they had plans to deal with climate change. Like it's going to happen. We're going to get flooded. We have to build these like man-made islands to like compensate for that and have infrastructure on it that will deal with all the different needs of the population. Like how do we farm in the water? You know what I mean? How do we farm in the oceans? How do we provide medical care on these islands? And I think there were some things that they were thinking of. Obviously, they weren't thinking about like unhoused people on the islands, but like there were things that they had to like engineering challenges that they were looking at from the perspective of like, this is happening and we just have to deal with it. So I think like a lot of the innovation is there and like could be funded if anyone in the government like gave a shit and was they willing to accept gave it a shit at all and here's the thing it's like that's also job creation so also job creation but I also think I don't see what the holdup is I also think the mentality though like I understand needing to create more land and needing to do those things because this is happening and we don't have control over what's happening on the land that we do have now because it's been pushed so far but I also think the mindset of not these engineers, but of like the policies that we're pushing is very colonialist. Like the fact that we have to like go to new places, the fact that people are like looking at Mars. Like I love, listen, Ellery hates space. It's, but that's it's one of the reasons I hate space. space. But that's but, one of the reasons is because I'm like, I love, I love the, I love the idea of space, but I don't think we need to colonize it. I think we need to do what we're dealing with here, like, or what we're, what we're facing here on earth. And I think that the fact that we're willing to just like, throw it away and trash it and then just build in some place new or like destroy Amazonian rainforest because we want to is like fucked up. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons I don't really like space because I'm like, I just know 
that they will, I was talking to somebody about this last night where they were like, wow, I want to be alive when aliens come to earth. And I was like, no, you don't because our government will kill them and torture them. And oh, you don't want to be alive was, when we go to space because we will colonize any like planet that we see. I think it's pretty interesting that you think we'd win. I hope the aliens kick our asses. <laughs> I hope the aliens yeah. kick government ass and then turn earth into the utopia that it should have been. I don't think that that's going to happen. You hated sci-fi, but do you think the aliens, <laughs> I mean, if we have weapons, aliens have weapons. Yeah. I hope they have weapons of mass proliferation <laughs> or mass innovation. How about that? Yes. Weapons of mass innovation. Speaking of aliens, Alex Jones lawsuit. So Alex Jones is being sued. Alex Jones is the host of Infowars. He's being sued by the parents, a group of parents from the Sandy Hook shooting. As we all know, Alex Jones made up some really horrible things about those parents, including that their children were crisis actors and that they weren't really dead or that they never existed. He also doxed them all. This week, the InfoWars parent company announced that they were bankrupt. And in the testimony during the civil court, they had the producer of InfoWars testify. And she said that people make things up about Alex Jones and it really stresses him out. And the other lawyer said, do you understand the irony, the hypocrisy of making that statement in this courtroom right now? I don't think she did. <laughs> don't think, I don't think she did. I don't think she did. That's wild. Anyways, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan favorite, a classic comedy duo, Joe Rogan and Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, What's fucked God. up about that is that like, those people are allowed to basically say whatever they like here's one of the big problems in america i think is that you can do whatever you want as long as you're willing to fight it out in court later but like all the damage is already done like all of those theories and like lies and information that's all already out there and there's no getting any of that back like these parents their lives are ruined like people come to their houses and accuse them of like killing their own kids yeah, it's super fucked up. I think that's true everywhere. Basically, if you have enough money to just kind of ride it out, you can just do whatever you want. Absolutely. Especially if you target people who don't have the money to organize like that. Like people whose kids just died? Yeah. Yeah. God, for fucking for real. That's so intense. Also, I can't imagine like out of all of the things in the world, even if you're like a very conservative, very like right leaning person, like why why would you dive into that subject do you know what I mean like you've got to be so unhinged to do that definitely but then it's also just like the culture of like saying the most shocking thing possible yes. like being the most controversial you can be to garner the most attention it's yeah. like it really is sort of like edgelord culture yeah definitely for sure so the GOP this week blocked the PACT Act, which was supposed to provide healthcare to vets with exposure to toxins going all the way back to Vietnam. So these are really big things like people who experienced Agent Orange or were exposed to burn pits in Afghanistan and Iraq. 25 Republican senators voted to block the bill despite having voted in favor for it a month earlier. And they basically admitted to doing it to punish Democrats for passing the climate plan. So a lot of veterans groups are rightfully furious and the GOP is sort of like manufacturing a story about why they voted it down, trying to lie about provisions in the bill. Specifically, a lot of them are saying that there's now a slush fund, you know, that's separate from vets care, which is just not true. And do we want to talk about the fist bumps? Yeah, there is just like, 
super gross. They like blocked this and then they and Ted Cruz and a bunch of Republicans were spotted on the floor just fist bumping for blocking a bill to help these vets like live after recruiting them to fight for their country and supposedly being so pro-vet so it's which is also like sorry but like republicans don't want to pass anything under a democratic president because they don't want it to be a win but it's like you're hurting everybody yeah it's like pretty surprising how they're willing to throw like their base under the bus like so so easily they're Um, just hoping that their base won't notice and like we'll still be too mad about inflation yeah and then John Stewart, who has for decades advocated for vets and for like firefighters and stuff, first responders from 9-11, people who have been affected by basically serving their country and then having these major health problems that follow them for the rest of their lives. He basically got into it with Ted Cruz on Twitter after being very vocal about how he feels. And Ted Cruz was basically trying to describe this $400 billion blank check and John Stewart was just like coming back at him being like, show us where it is, show us what's being snuck in there, you know, like be honest with everybody, be specific. And just basically kind of being the voice for these, this group of vets who would not otherwise get this kind of spotlight on their issue. Insane. I did love him that tweet that John Stewart said, but not tonight, sweetie. And he spelled tonight T-O-N-I-T-E. He's I like, know. I love like I love these comedians who are like who slowly turn age into like boomer. <laughs> oh no, I think that this is very like it's sort of like cunt culture. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it's a little bit too. like oh it comes not, back up. not tonight, sweetie. It comes back into a, a like a yeah. horseshoe situation. Yeah, he's like it's like slay. Yeah, I got you. And he also was kind of like, he's like, I'll go slow because I know you only went to Princeton and Harvard. It's like, way to call out this elitist motherfucker, you know, compared to these like working class, you know, veterans. Yeah. And I do think that that is like, he really sort of hit the nail on the head there because Ted Cruz pretends to be stupid and he's not stupid. You know what I mean? Oh, he's 100% doing it for the clicks and the money. He knows, he knows exactly what he's doing, especially online when he says something like, intensely crazy and people just dunk on it and retweet it and retweet it and quote tweet it. it's like he knows what he's doing they all do I mean it's they all I, do I was talking to my to my cousin recently about how the fact that the term career politician is so fucked like it should not be a career the fact that it's a career and that they're dependent on like re-election and campaigns and like the fact that they're looking for it to fund their lifestyles is like a completely fucked up system people should do it because they want to do those acts of service for their communities and they should get the fuck out as soon as they are end up anywhere near the term career politician. (laughs) Like that is. Yeah. I'm okay with career politicians because I'm like, if you thoroughly understand the levers of government and you like doing it, what I think that there needs to be less of is like alternate contributions. Do you know what I mean? Like bribes outside funds like you 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 are allowed to make you're allowed to make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year let's cap it at that no extras yeah yeah I think yeah I definitely think that the bribes are the issue but I just think the term career politician kind of like points to how inherently fucked up the system is that people are like so many people look for it as a career rather than like a serve like they should get paid for what they're doing for their labor but it shouldn't be career focused it should be service focused you know what I mean yeah, I mean, I also think the real problem is it shouldn't be, like, celebrity. Yeah, exactly. And notoriety. 
you should be a career politician the way that people are lawyers. Yeah. Okay, our last story today, which is actually kind of shocking. Shakira is on trial in Spain for tax fraud. She owes $15 million in unpaid taxes. The Spanish prosecutor is asking for eight years in jail and a $24 million fine. That's wild. Eight years in jail. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. But also, Basically, she's rich and should have paid taxes. You know what I mean? I don't think she should go to no, jail. No, for like, sure. Hate, for sure. She was also... I hate jail, but... She should have paid taxes. She absolutely should have paid taxes. And she was basically the the real problem is is that she was living in Spain for three years and pretending that she wasn't so that she didn't have to pay taxes. I mean, that's me in India right now. No, No, you're there for a month. It's like Joe Rogan moving to Austin. Yeah. (laughs) And not paying. He's like, I'm still in L.A. It's wild and came out of nowhere. And is and somebody was somebody online was like, why didn't they take J-Lo instead? I was like, what the fuck? What did she do? Leave her I out know. of it. I don't know. I think they're just pitting these women against each other. Like they did at the Super Bowl. Ew. But I'm also like, J-Lo is no Shakira. Come on. No comment. <laughs> That's true. Beyonce just uh, unseated Shakira as the woman artist worldwide who has sold the most albums. Oh, wow. Wow. So I hope that Beyonce is paying her taxes. Yeah. You billionaires. Is, are they billionaires? Jay-Z, Jay-Z is. And- Jay has been for a while. I think Beyonce is getting up there, but they're married. So what does it matter? Honestly, if you've got, you know, 800, 900 million, a billion's not too much. Literally. More. Literally. I mean, that's basically all the same. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into our segments? Yay. Let's get into our segments. I don't know if you're paying attention to the American lottery while you're over there, but for the first time, the lottery has reached a billion dollars. Right now it sits at 1.34 billion. And the last I heard, supposedly one ticket was sold and there is one single winner. My brother did not win, unfortunately, and neither did my dad. Damn so it. Our fa- I mean, I, didn't, I never buy the tickets and that's how you never win if you never try. You know what That's I mean? true. You can't win if you don't play. Yeah. The the New York State Lottery slogan is, "Hey, you never know." But <laughs> it's so fucking New York. It's like isn't that great? It's like that's perfect for everything New York. Like, hey, what toppings do they put on my pizza? Hey, you, you never, never know. know. Hey, what's that uh, weird spill on the subway? <laughs> you never know. You know, it's that's perfect so true. for all of New York. That should be a hundred percent. What was that man screaming to me on the street? Hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you really never know you never um, know okay so this game is what would you spend it on but I want you to come up with like an immediate right after plan so think about like all the things that typically go wrong with lottery winners because it's sort of a curse yeah and then explain to me like your game plan and how you avoid those pitfalls Okay. So the first thing that came to mind was a dog rescue, but also I want to feed people too, obviously, but let's just do the dog rescue one. Cause that'll be a more interesting uh, maneuver. Okay. So the first thing I do is tell no one and keep my anonymity and figure out how to get a lawyer who would not totally fuck me over because I don't know anything business or finance. And I probably shouldn't have said that on this podcast, but, <laughs> but I think it might be some time before we come into a lot of money. So don't worry. 
Right. And then I would have to continue living my life as normal so that nobody would come after me or kill me or anything. And then I would like funnel the money in a non-illegal way to get these rescues or feeding people or whatever to like different countries or different cities and things and have like the person who would be working there hired by somebody else, like a lawyer that couldn't be traced to me. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm like doing anti-embezzling, but (laughs) I'm like, like, I need to hide these funds in a way that could never get traced back to me. And then I would like buy a house and then you and I would live in it with a bunch of animals. Oh, the dream. Yeah. The dream. Yeah, for sure. I would take the total cash payment instead of the annual. Yeah. Same. I would get a tax lawyer immediately. You know what? I saw a really interesting tweet that was like, what do you do right after you win? But not like in a grand scheme way, but after like you just found out that you have the winning ticket. Like, are you going to go back to 7-Eleven or? Oh, hundred percent. You changed no part of your pattern. <laughs> no, no, no. That's true. But I mean, like, where do you, who do you bring it to? Like, oh. who, maybe there's a number you can call, but like having a single piece of paper that's worth a billion dollars in your hands. It's like that guy. And, and nobody who, knows yet, but people will start to know. Yeah. No, I would a hundred percent just try to like keep quiet about it. And then uh, definitely not bring it back to Seven Eleven or anybody like that, but I would immediately get a lawyer and then go from there. Yeah, me too. For sure. I would especially definitely get a tax lawyer. So I don't fuck that up. Yeah. Tax so that we don't end up like Shakira. Definitely. And then I guess I would put it into a trust. So that way, like if anybody tried to sue you or like, God forbid, your family tried to sue you, they couldn't get to that. That's smart. Well, that's how we hoard money <laughs> on Thank this you. leftist anti-capitalist we podcast. Hoard money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would redistribute it, but yeah. this is just for we're fun. We're hoarding. We don't even play Listen, the lottery. We're, we're- we're better than other wealthy people. We would actually <laughs> redistribute. We yeah. would. We just come on. We would be now. different. We just, are different. Just trust us. Just Power trust us. Corrupt. I have a game called TSDS, which is too sad didn't speak. Because there are topics here that we refuse to do full <laughs> news stories on because they make us too sad. So instead, so we're just going to like kind of talk about them really quickly, but we're not really going to talk about them because we're too sad we can't speak. You know what I mean? So like, I don't even want to talk about monkeypox, okay? Like, I don't even, I'm not even going to talk about how we're going to have to go back to like spraying things down. Like, what, like, what is this? We're not in a male gay centered porn. Okay. We don't want to have to do that. (laughs) I am too pretty to get monkeypox. Okay. That's why I don't even want to speak about it. Like I am, I don't want pustules on my face and inside my mouth. Are you kidding me? I also heard that um, that. the first person of it died recently. And I thought it was in India, but maybe it was somewhere else. And they were 22. They were definitely too pretty to die. Like they shouldn't have died. For sure. For sure. Oh, and like a double pandemic. I'm sorry, but humanity is getting way too greedy. Like we are not the main character. Okay. So I'm not even going to speak about it. All right. I'm not even going to talk about it. We're too sad. We didn't. I literally can't handle it. I also, I have been sleeping with my door open because I have a gate. Oh man, I got excited that there was some juicy gossip (laughs) you're about to tell me. No, (laughs) because I 
because it's hot here and I have like two gates. So I lock the front door and leave the other one open. And I woke up with so many bug bites and I was so concerned. And I was like, should I call the CDC? And then I looked it up and they were like, no, don't call the CDC. You have bug bites. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't call the CDC. Because you know what? The CDC is too sad. They can't speak. You know what I mean? They're too sad to talk about it. And then also, um, basically every thread that I see of somebody being like, I have monkey pox is like them going to the doctor and the doctor being like, we can't handle this. Go somewhere else. Yeah. What would you do if you had monkey pox? I would find a tax lawyer. I would. I literally don't know. I would go to a fucking exotic animal vet. And see I really feel like. Do anything for me. To walk in to a place here. And then I'm also like, everything I'm seeing about it is people who have been misdiagnosed and misdiagnosed because a lot of people don't know what they're looking at. No, it's different when the thing that people are confused about on TikTok is pink sauce and monkeypox. So they're two different vibes entirely. (laughs) Two different. Pink sauce is like, that's a whole. That's like, that's like funny. Why would people buy this? And then we sort of deserve that one. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Everything Um, I've seen, they look so painful. The pink sauce? <laughs> yeah. No, the, um, the like lesions. Yeah, they look the really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. They look really uncomfortable. What is a topic that makes you too sad that you don't want to speak about? Well, we have really been avoiding the Uvalde shooting. We, we touched on it a little bit, but like, too yeah, sad. I really, it's too sad, dude. It's way too heavy. And it's, although we did pass an assault weapons ban more or less. But here's the thing that only extends to new assault weapons sold. Anybody who already owns one can keep it. Oh, you got grandfathered into the mass shooting. Yes. You get grandfathered in. Wow. Which is strange. I mean, let's just do a good old fashioned gun buyback program. Like what's. You can't speak. You're too sad. It's too much. (laughs) Too sad. You can't speak. It's, It's literally too much. It's I can't handle it. It's way too much. It's too sad. Another thing that makes me too sad that we did kind of talk about a little bit earlier, but we we haven't like dived into it or, you know, climate change happening and unhoused people being the first victims of that. It's it's too much. It's getting too hot in some places and too cold in others, right? The earth is turning into a girl who cranks up the air conditioning, but then also needs to put like three comforters on. It's like pick a <laughs> pick a lane, okay? Pick a lane. I don't want you, I don't know. It's too, it's too sad. They're the first victims of everything. We can't even get them housed. And then the earth is just getting, it's getting hotter and hotter in LA. And it's, I can't speak about it. It's too sad. Yeah. UPS is having a big problem right now where a lot of their delivery drivers are collapsing from exhaustion and heat because the insides of the trucks get really bad. So like it was 113 in some parts of the country this week, which means the insides of the truck were 150 degrees and they have no fans or AC in there. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there because I don't know that the company will be willing to spend that money to refit all of the trucks, but the summers are not getting colder. So I think there'll be a lot of climate related like labor deaths. That's so sad. Even just here, like going in and out of the air conditioning in like this incredibly privileged place I'm staying in, it doesn't feel good. I cannot imagine what people who have to work like on farms or in trucks like that have what they are experiencing. Yeah. Field workers. I literally can't even Which, imagine. By the way, a lot of the Uvalde parents were. Are. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's my sad segment that I'm trying to rebrand. 
<laughs> as something that we can just talk about because we're avoiding these subjects, but they are very much in the news. Ah, ah, that'll be the end of the segment. That'll be the segment sound. It's just, ah. That's a lot. Yeah. What, how hot is it? Is, is there like, what degrees is it there? Okay. Right now it's nighttime and it's 87. Monday it was like 94. It's like in the nineties, but it's like humid. It doesn't feel good. It's not good for these dogs outside. God. I mean, I can't imagine with their weight. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like that might've been a bad thing to do. <laughs> it brought us down a little bit. No, just to end on. Okay. Let's end on something happy. What's one thing you're excited about for when you come home? I'm really excited to see you guys and my friends. And I'm also yeah. going to foster pets, I think, or volunteer at a rescue. And I'm like really excited to do that. So, or shelter shelters yeah. really need volunteers. So I'm excited to meet more puppies and kitties. True. And there's a big need for foster parents right now in LA. Yeah. So good time to be getting into it. Yeah. Oh my God. We should go to a shelter. We should do dog walks at a shelter. Yeah. You know how you can like take them out for the day? We should do that. What are you so happy about? I have nothing going on. I'm looking forward to you getting home. I don't really want the summer to end. That's kind of where I am. Why don't you want the summer to end? Because I love summer and I don't like winter or fall. Oh, I actually, I like layers. I like getting my layers out. Not me. I'm like hot weather. I want it to be sunny all the time until nine o'clock at night. I just don't really care for fall or winter. Mm. Well, I'm excited for, oh, I'm excited to come back to Soup Kitchen. Yay. Yes, definitely come back. That'll be fun. I have to send that email today. I've been missing that. Are you, do you have any shows lined up? Or are you going to take a break for quarantine reasons? I did have shows lined up and now I'm scared. So I might cancel mm. them. We'll see. I think you'll be okay. But yeah, I get that. Just take like a little breather in between. Well, I haven't been doing shows, so I've been on a breather. So I would like to dive back in, but I would also like to be safe. Yeah, of course. Of course. Shall we move on to our mutual aid babe of the week? Our mutual aid babe of the week is the foundation for Appalachian Kentucky crisis fund because of all the rains and everything that's been happening. And the website is www.appalachianky.org. And in case you don't know how to spell that, because I sure didn't, A-P-P-A-L-A-C-H-I-A-N-K-Y.org. And you can help donate, help save people and uh, get them things and stuff they need in Kentucky. Absolutely. Big push for clean water and generators while they are still putting stuff back together. Yes, everybody needs water. Fuck Nestle. Everybody needs water. (laughs) Dude. See, that's the other thing is all of the water shipments will be bottled water. So it's like, we're just. Oh, I was watching Adam Conover's new Netflix series. Huge spoiler, but I think more, he would want more people to know about it is that AccuWeather basically just takes information that the government provided weather people give to everybody. And then they charge for it. And then they only give their paid customers warnings about like, hurricanes and things when they what the fuck isn't that fucked up and then the scientists at you know the national weather service or whatever it's called aren't allowed they're like legally not allowed to talk about the science they do so accuweather can just like keep doing that whoa is accuweather like a 
service that you pay for, like on your phone? Yeah, it's a private, it's, or it's a media company. And they basically are just taking the information that the government provides freely and are trying to get people to pay for it. That's fine. Like how water should be free and weather should, yeah. weather knowledge should be free. But if the government's already putting it out, can people source that themselves and like go look for themselves or no? Yeah, there are other, there are other, uh, well, I don't know. I haven't finished the episode, <laughs> but there are other avenues right. where you can find this information, but AccuWeather is basically just trying to privatize, monetize and become a, a monopoly about it. Oh my gosh. Well, that's okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like such a downer, but I'm trying to do it in a happy voice. Is it helping? <laughs> I think it's helping. I think it's helping. It's making me laugh. <laughs> Yay. Okay. okay. Well, meeting, meeting adjourned. adjourned. This episode of the City Council podcast was written, created, and produced by Paula Viganalan and Ellery Smith. Our music was written and produced by Ruby Ibarra. Be sure to follow us at City Council, spelled S-E-L, show on Instagram and Twitter for more weekly podcasts and monthly live stand-up comedy shows. Thanks for listening.